Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. It started with a call. Love the city. To see it all as good. With a love that runs to you. things new. The mission, all about the one. One is the biggest number. It's the the biggest number. Green is heaven. And the time is now for us. Time is now for us. If not us, then who? If not now, then when? If not here, then where? Here we are. Let's dream so big, our God takes notice. Heaven in Lansing. Hey, what's up, everybody? Good to see you, and good to see uh, those. I um, want to say this, what was just pumping through my chest, is we've experienced a fair amount of technical difficulties in this service. The most we've had in, I think, any service in the last year uh, a fuse just went out, and slides weren't working, and uh, I think there was something else that happened even earlier. I say that because I really believe that there's a battle over our lives to not hear the content we're about to hear. Because what belief does is it, it, it makes you unstoppable. If, if you're confident, you're almost like unstoppable. And today... We're going to talk about being confident, not in our abilities, but in the one who rose from the dead. Our life is but a dash. Born, dash, entered eternity, just a dash. How do we make our dash count? And when we tap into what God has for our lives, in the story he's writing, we will see our works last forever. In Psalm 127.1, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. Well, the natural opposite thought of that is this. If the Lord builds the house, we don't labor in vain. There's this uh, paradox too that all of our works one day will be tested by fire. So we do works, but we don't know what will work. And then how do we determine, how do we figure out what will make it through the fire? We can watch God test our work later because he's going to do that naturally. But we can ask God, hey God, I want you to test it now. I'm submitting this to be tested, to submit our dreams, to submit our ideas, to submit everything, to be like, is this counting? Like, am I doing a good job? Am I letting you love me right? Am I a a dad that models you? Am I a husband that models you? 
Man, newsflash, friends, you and I will always fall short, but God still wants to bring his perfect truth through imperfect people. Come on, somebody, that is good news. So as we submit our God-sized dreams, it reminds me of a story. When I, uh, about mm, 12 years ago, I'm sitting at Applebee's on the south side, and I am uh, submitting my dreams, and I got these big, big dreams, and I'm thinking, okay, God's going to do some crazy stuff through music, uh, discipleship. He wants to use me of all people. I don't even know how or what, who would take a drug addict and then give him a voice and then bring people into the household of God. I had this God-sized dream. I didn't know how it would fully play out, but we had spent some laps refining it, kind of getting ready. And here I was, I was about to submit this God-sized dream to one of my leaders. And as I submitted it, I laid it out like, here's where we're going. Here's what we're thinking to do. And, 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 and I think the time is now. And he looked at me. And he goes, man, I love your passion, Jerome. I love it. What do you think's stopping you? And I said, and as I said, you ever said something and you knew, you wish you could grab the words back? Oh, why did I say that? And I said, what's stopping me is money. And here's a crazy thought. I think a lot of us, we think there's something stopping us. And we might say, well, money, opportunity, people. But he then went to correct me in a very healthy way. Was like, hey, you know what? You got a torso, but you just don't got legs because money follows vision. Your vision isn't big enough. You got good ideas, but it hasn't grown to the place where it can run. And I knew it. And I was like, I'm not ready. I'm ready to be a child of God. I'm ready to be loved by God. That's the biggest dream there is. But I'm not ready to birth something yet. So I went in the parking lot. And I don't know if you've ever felt this when you share your dreams and they were crushed or discouraged. And a lot of times we want to give up on them instead of let them marinate or even resurrect and let the Lord do it. And I sat in the car for two straight hours just by myself thinking, Man, I just want to give up. And then over the course of next two, three years, just letting it marinate, resurrect the timing, all of those dreams I talked about eventually came to pass. So today, what's stopping you, what's stopping me from our dreams? If not you, then who? You know when we have an idea, well, let's just make it contextual in our city. The roads should get fixed. Well, I don't personally know how to pave roads. And, but I think it's a healthy thought to think, well, if not me, then who? Can I get out there with some sand? If not now, then when? When's it going to happen? When are we going to see our regions and our homes changed? And if not here, then where? For a lot of us, we, we, we've dreamt about moving away from the 517. God always challenges me. How can you go somewhere else and, and make somewhere else better if I didn't send you? And you might see the luxuries and the amenities, but yet what I put inside of you is what you're supposed to do where you're at. The place starts to then come alive. Today's message is titled, Dream So Big, God Takes Notice. This is part dos. Dos. My wife can speak Spanish. 
Uh, well, she wouldn't say it, but she definitely gets us through every conversation and she understands it fluent. So in my mind, she speaks Spanish. Going to Ephesians 3, the message. We're reading this again from last week. Here we are picking it up again. Uh, pull that verse up. Ephesians 3 out of the message. Verse 20 says, God can do anything. Come on, everybody say that. God can do anything. You know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working, working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. To revisit a little bit of part one was to unlock the child. The quote where some people die at 25 and aren't buried until 75. I've been challenged in this season to dream again. Dream again. The kid that believed he could go to the NBA, do I believe that my God is big enough to change the hearts of mankind? We have a dream that we would present a discipled city to Jesus. Not buildings and just businesses and cool products and widgets and no, no, people. God, here, we're your people. We're your people. We're planted. We want to be like Jesus in the place we're in. So to unlock the kid, what dreams does God bless, right? Like, what does he bless? What does he bless? How do we figure out the equation of this new discovery that God puts something in me, he's working in me, that I'm not defined by what I do, but naturally what I do is an outflowing of, of, of the relationship of who I have. And it's just, it's proving and working out my faith that I have because faith without works is dead. So naturally we would work, but how do I know which work will count and last? These are healthy questions. We got to think about it and wrestle that. And some of us, the reason we've seen some stuff fall apart, one, God wanted to use that. He let it fall apart, but two, he wasn't the one building it. And we got to be honest with ourselves and say, was I building it or was God building it? Dreams that he births. The source of every God-sized dream is, you guessed it, God. That's really good news. It's not your passion. It's not how smart you are. It's not how much you can articulate a SWOT analysis your business plan, none of that. It's God. God births. God's the source. But some dreaming, as we look at God, dreaming has unlimited potential. We call that a dream is nuclear in nature. <laughs> it has the ability to blow up a city or light up a city. Think of nuclear power as an example for a moment. Nuclear power can be used to light up a whole city. Wow. But nuclear po power can also be used to destroy a whole city. Some dreams may, may not make it through the God test. And maybe they should, shouldn't have continued. You imagine if you were in that think tank session for a, uh, uh, when someone created the atom bomb, thinking, oh, dude, I got this crazy idea. It's about to work. Well, what is it? What is it? It's this technology, this weapon um, that we can use for self-defense or on the offense to um, destroy a city, maybe a state, maybe a country. Uh, yeah. At what point is that a good idea? 
But Christians, we don't retreat just because we're scared to potentially make an A-bomb. We got to then say, hey, how did it start in a garden and then it ends in a city? It's, you guys, we're the ones that are supposed to be innovating. We're the ones that are supposed to be creating. We're the ones that, that when we think of our jobs, are we looking at it in a new way? I'm convicted. I used to work for a job that the bathroom was hit. It was so hit. You know what I used to say? That bathroom's hit. I used to say the bathroom's hit all the time. I'd be like, dude, that thing is trash. Who's going to fix that? That thing is horrible. It's sad to say I left that job. Maybe that bathroom's still like that because I never answered the question, if not you, then who? If not now, then when? And if not here, then where? I missed it. I didn't realize that I saw the issue and I was supposed to be a part of the solution. I don't know if you're getting that, okay? No, sorry. Anyways, hey, somebody, you thought it was somebody else. It is in the mirror. So let's look at Nehemiah's life. Uh, we looked at Nehemiah last week. He, he wept when he heard about what was going on in Jerusalem. And then now in chapter two, he's going to be sent to Jerusalem. And we pick it up at the beginning of the chapter. During the month of Nisan in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was set before him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. Nehemiah is a cupbearer. He's trusted by the king. I had never been sad in his presence. Because when you're in the presence of a king, they have the ability to kill you or empower you. So the king said to me, why do you look so sad when you aren't sick? There is nothing but sadness of heart. I was overwhelmed with fear. Notice, for what's about to take place, we always tell the story afterwards. We will all feel fear at a very high level to follow the call of God. We want to see in Lansing that there's just no more um, violence, just period. Just no more homicide, just zero. It's that quote by Gregory Boyle that gang violence is the lethal absence of hope. I don't think any kid grows up as, you know, they're growing up like, what do you want to do, man? I just can't wait to be out there with the burner and taking somebody out. No, but they see it and there's product in the environment. And, and, and I know what it's like to feel fear being held at gunpoint to then say, hey, okay, well, we want to see this stopped. It'd be easier to just run from. But the very place of the fear is the very place where the love wants to override. So it's like the Batman, the superhero. You got to face your fears. Well, I love that Nehemiah was overwhelmed with fear and he replied to the king, may the king live forever. Why should I not be sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? Nehemiah has got a love for his people so strong that he's grieved. So in other words, what was happening there is impacting him here today impacting him here today. And we find that what's going on in the whole globe hurts our heart because we serve a God who created everybody in the whole world. So when people don't have water, when they don't have food, when little kids are being sex trafficked, our heart breaks. We got to say something must be done. But there's a lot of problems, right? There's a lot of stuff in the world. How do you know what to do? 
Each one of us, I believe, God puts something in our heart that we run our race, we are in our lane, and we do for one what we wish you could do for all to bring heaven in Lansing, the 517 place, the spaces we're in, our jobs, the bathrooms, you name it. Verse four, then the king asked me, what is your request? Have we ever gotten to the place where we have a clear ask? And how do we even get a clear ask? When you listen to people talk about their dreams, I've been there. I was there at Applebee's. I want to do this, I want to do this, what is this, what's stopping you? Oh, money. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. It doesn't hold weight. So what did Nehemiah do? Did he, the story goes on, he gets the request, but here's how the request was formed. It was first formed from tears, part one. Part two, though, look at this. So I prayed to the God of the heavens. The message translation says, I prayed underneath my breath. This is convicting to me because when I see a problem, is my first response to pray. Oh God, what are you doing? And prayers don't, I think sometimes we don't want to pray because we've seen somebody pray. <laughs> We're like, that's how they pray. I don't want to pray. And I don't know if you've met people that have different prayer, like uh, even tone nuances. You know, like they're talking like, what up, bro? What up? Hey, will you lead us in prayer? Oh, I got you. Holy God, art thou of the, uh, the father of infinite universe, of infinite gods and all creators in blessings and you come from above. Da, 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 and God, 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 in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Holy art thou, art thou, art thou God. You're blessed. You're, amen. Yo, what's good? We going there? Wait, wait. God just wants your voice. He doesn't want someone else's voice, what you thought was cool. Some people pray loud, do it. Some people worship, standing up on the keys like Peter's was doing. I text him, and when I was back in the room, I said, dude, thank you for your authentic presence to worship because it draws me in. Because when Christopher's doing it, he's just, he's just being Christopher. And the whole worship team, every single one of them, just being them. Now, grab a piece if it fits with you, right? Grab something. We got to learn our prayer voice, and, but prayer is instant sometimes. Sometimes it's elaborate and long. Sometimes there's requests. Sometimes there's lamenting. But the point is we pray. Pray to who? The God of the heavens. And answer the king. If it pleases the king, here comes the request. And if your servant has found favor with you, look at the submission. It's like at Applebee's. If you think this will work, if you, if you don't let me know, instead of saying, well, you don't know nothing, I'm not going to submit to you. Who are you to say I don't have legs? Well, I felt that for sure in the car. <laughs> but I had to ask the question, was he right? He was. Because I said money. Money. But look, Nehemiah says the why. Send me to Judah into the city where my ancestors are buried so I may rebuild it. Why? Because he cares about the people. He's got a God-sized dream in his heart. There's a call to pray today. We got 10 minutes. I'm going to give us three ways to, to have a God-sized dream. Um, but to do this, before we go there, please, please hear loud and clear. There is no substitution for the alone wrestle with God. None. See, the American dream says this. Come to this seminar. I don't know, you pre, you, anyone watch YouTube here? You watch YouTube at home? You're watching YouTube? You're watching this? What up, YouTube. You know, the ads don't pop up. The worst thing is when you're watching something Christian and there's some crazy ad that pops up and you're like, dang, I was trying to run from sin today. You know what I mean? Pops up and you're like, skip that ad, skip that ad, skip that. It's crazy. Get behind me, say, you know. And uh, 
But <laughs> where's I even going? But the point is, all of the things they're selling to you on YouTube and all the seminars is, hey, take this class, do this, and you're going to get this result. That's the American dream. It's output, things, it's external. I'm going to see my dream. What if the God dream that is so big that God takes notice is not about what you get, it's who you become. It's not about what we can gain, it's about what we lose. What if it's so big about what I'm giving up and what I, what I care so deeply to be connected with God? So we have to wrestle to get a God dream versus the American dream. It can't be found. It can't be found on TV. It can't. It can be found in the wilderness when no one's looking. We got a, 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 a sweet lady who's in her 60s and she was getting the coffee ready for the service the other week. And she was backstage and I got to say hi to her. I was like, hi, how you doing? Uh, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm in a season of wilderness. But I've realized that God's teaching me more in the wilderness than he ever did teach me in the promised land. Then when I was on top, he's teaching me more when nobody's looking and I'm on the bottom, I feel. And he's been teaching me that if I'm gonna go love people, do I really believe that I am loved? And I thought, wow, that's what greatness is like. That's dreaming so big that God, God takes notice of that dream. She has a dream to know God's love for her in the wilderness. And being honest instead of just saying, well, you know, bless the Lord, pastor. Everything's great. You know, COVID's going to go. Everything's fine. You know, God's on top. Yeah, but she's just like, you know what? This season's crappy. But God's teaching me. All right, dream filter. Um, coffee makers is kind of like running it through the water filter. Uh, you, Brita used to be a thing. This would be the Jesus Brita filtration system to know if your water is going to get pure, if it's going to make it. Three things that I've discovered on this journey, getting wrecked, getting dunked on, the Applebee's moments, hearing a lot of no's just to hear one yes. Saying, God, if there's any other way to do this, let somebody else do it. Putting down the staff a hundred times and still to this day, that's what I'm realizing. A pastor, you know what they do? They think they plant the church to reach the city. Businessman, you thought you planted uh, your business to, to take over and, and, and make money maybe. Uh, uh, family, you thought you were gonna get married because it was gonna achieve something, but really a pastor plants the church to reach the city. God plants the church to reach the pastor. God has each one of us in our lanes to reach us. That's the gospel. The gospel is the internal work. American dream, external. God's dream, internal. What am I learning? Who am I becoming? That is challenging. That is tough. We got to work through the junk. We got to work through the trauma. Anyways, here's a dream filter. Three ways to a God-sized dream. You in? Say amen. All right, number one, it's got to be bigger than me. It's got to be bigger than me. It's got to be for God's glory, and I got to need help. got to be for God's glory. That makes complete sense, doesn't it? That he would get the credit for the story? I've created some junk that I don't believe was for God's glory. In working on stuff for the years, there was a season when I put on my mirror purity and purpose because I knew I could fake it out with you, but only God knew my motives. God, why am I really doing this? Am I just doing this to get rich? Am I just doing this to get on stage and have people clap? Or am I doing it to see your people, see your walls rebuilt? 
It's got to be bigger than me. There's that, um, I don't know if the story's true, uh, Jeremy, you probably heard this one in uh, some of the, the you know, leadership classes, is, is uh, where Walt Disney, he comes to his team and he says, I got a vision. And he lays out the vision for what Disney World was. And he rolls it out and, and he says, hey, do you think we can do this? And everyone around the table was like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do it. Different voices, right? Probably little Mickey in there. And, uh, <laughs> um, and he goes, I'm sorry, I let you down. I didn't dream big enough if you think we can do it. And then stories told, folklore or not, goes back to the drawing board. And then basically, I think Disney, I don't know, the, the dream must have gotten so big that it's not Florida anymore pretty soon. It's going to just be called Disney. Where are you going? Disney. Really? Yeah. What part of Disney? Oh, Tampa, Sarasota. You know, it got big. Got really big. What's different between me and you and Walt Disney? We have a God that rose from the dead. But our dream doesn't have to be seen. Our dream is when we find the one who feels forgotten. We say, hey, there's a God who made you, loves you, and that's bigger than me. He wants to bring you back home. We got a dream really big. Right now, Elon Musk is trying to get people to Mars. That's a big dream. There's an artist that's doing this Dear Moon project, trying to get people to the moon, take all these several artists so that there can be um, a global print of artistry in the moon, on the moon. And these artists will go to the moon, and on this trip, they'll, 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 they'll kind of create their art of what, how they experience it. What a cool dream. Our dream isn't about leaving. It's about staying close to see our neighborhoods, our schools, crime, see the love permeate the spaces we're in. Psalm 115, not for our sake, God, not for our sake, but your namesake, show your glory. Not for my name, not for my name. There will be a day when there's someone else leading city life. And I pray that every step of the way, I remember, we remember, is not for any of our name, none of our namesake. It's not the me show, it's the he show. It's for the glory of God. Now, I gotta be faithful to the race he has me in with the personality, the giftings, the space, the type of people we wanna reach, but we're part of God's global church. That's the legacy we want to leave. So it's got to be bigger than me because we don't want to, and we got to need other people's help too, right? Because other, other, that's, this is, uh, this is what's so key, cool about a team. And if you've ever been a part of a team, you know, you got to work together. And I know there's a temptation because of the hurts in our life to say, I want to do it alone. I'm going to go solo Lone Ranger. But even serving today, giving today, being a part of this, watching, we're part of something bigger than ourselves. The, the church is being built for a long time. We don't want to get to the mountaintop and then see the trophy and see what's there in a big face of ourselves. Fair? All right, so point one is it's got to be bigger than ourselves. Number two, we've talked about this a lot here. We've used this text, but it's got to build God's people, his church. He really loves his church. It's his boo thing. He's so about her. And she's messed up. 
but we're the only organization in the world that I know that that's part of our truths. We're not perfect. He is. All the other organizations claim. They maybe say, oh, well, we're not perfect. It's like, nah. But why do we scrutinize our churches more than we do insert, insert? And maybe you're the most consistent person in the world. Maybe you scrutinize everything. Shout out. But I don't want to be against what God's been building. And Ephesians 3 says that, that, and he wants to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for the ages of God in who created all things so that through, right, through the church, the manifold, the great variety of forms, meaning many types of people, picture us kind of like one quilt, each of us keeping our distinctives, keeping our uniqueness, keeping our race, our gender, keeping these things, keeping our likes, our interests, but now they're submitted to Christ. They're submitted to one another in that we're the church, that the wisdom of God may now be made known to the rulers, every king, every person, every business, and the authorities in the heavenly places. This is why we say the local church is the hope of the universe. Because through the church, God's displaying who he is. It's a family, right? This is a Galatians 6.10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong. You belong here to the household of faith. It's cool. It's really neat. Meaning we major on the household of faith. Brothers, sisters, we major in this room. One of us hurts, we all hurt. We major on the kids here first. But then number three, because the church can get very siloed. You guys know what I mean by that? So very separate, look at us, bad you. Good us, bad you. Ah, we are really bad. We were saved by grace. Who are we? We were dead in sin. God made us brand new. May we never forget. We don't want the heart of the older brother when the prodigal comes back home. But all of us, we can get saved as the prodigal and work our way into the older brother. Saved as the prodigal and work our way into becoming the older brother. It's got to benefit all people. I think a dream is shallow unless it benefits all people. I know I'm screaming at you, but I really, really, really want us to get this. This will save a lot of ideas, a lot of junk. This will make a way where there is no way. And then as we go through this filter, here's the coolest part about it. Whatever unctions God's put in our heart, he cares more about it than me and you do. And he knows people that need to be involved in it more than me and you do. And he might have given the same dream to somebody else. And he wants us to do it together. But I believe to have a God-sized dream and a dream so big, God takes notice. What I've seen over the course of the last 18 years through experience, through God's word and watching so many different lives, God blesses dreams that are for his glory. God blesses dreams that in some way it's connected to the local church. That could be just praying for it. That could be given to it. That could be serving in her. I mean, all kinds of different ways. Committed. Not afraid to say, you know what? Yeah, I might be a church boy. Remember that song back in the day, uh, 116 Crew? I was like, we nothing but some church boys. And I remember, oh, I used to rep 
my squad in the world. And then something happened. I started bawling in the car. I was like, you're right. I'm nothing but a church boy. I was so happy. I was like, yeah, Jesus saved me. I'm a church boy, you know. Now we're like, yeah, Jesus, but I don't know. No, guys, you guys, hear his heart. He loves his bride. Today he wants to reshape and remold. It's got to benefit all people, though, too. That's that Galatians 6. It says, for every opportunity, let us work for the good of all. There should always be an on-ramp that it blesses everybody. I've referenced Elon Musk earlier. One of the businesses he owns is Tesla. And um, Tesla has, at least last I knew in the interview I heard, was they have, um, their, they've made their patents and their technology and the things they've developed open to everybody. Other companies can use it. Like, here you go. I think that's kind of, what all of the God-sized dreams should be like. Here you go. There's a spot for you too. Here you go. Here you go. I got more notes. Maybe I'll get to share them later, but um, I wrote down a few things, and before we worship, this is where I want to get our mind. I wrote down GM. I wrote down the school district. I wrote down Sparrow. I wrote down our homes. Because maybe you see something that's so big that you want to change it, but you don't know how, and we just got a torso. I pray supernaturally as we close. You might not know the time. You might not know how to change it. You might not know any type of how the way is going to be possible. But today, we say like Nehemiah, praying, God, you're in heaven. You know everything. So if heaven's going to come down, we look to you. I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm going to wrestle with you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to say, God, you're the way maker. You're, you're the one. So at home, bring your dream out. Bring your tears out. Bring, bring everything to the forefront. Just let it, let, it, let it just soak before the Lord. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.